We are coming to you with the unspoken words. This is a Red Road Perspective. With humility, experience, reflection, and that unique style of indigenous humor, we discuss the issues that affect our mind, body, spirit, and emotional well-being as natives in recovery. Sobriety. Community, accountability, transparency, and service work. Uh, hope. Ah, hey, ah, hey, oh, yeah. Episode 49, Unspoken Words, episode 49 in the house. In the house. When the dance is over, sweetheart, I will take, take you home in my one-eyed Ford. Hey, 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 Which and I know, I know, I know. Hey, 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 we sang it backwards. We sang the words first. <laughs> then the hey, That's how we do our 49s around here in unspoken so words. <laughs> Over here to my right, he is the resident sensei of Arrow Creek, Johnny J.C. Lawrence, your favorite Indian, J.C.B. Say what's up. What's up? And over here to my left, all the way from LG, Randy B. In the place to be. He ain't even trying to preach. Pod Gotti. Say what's up. Yo, yo. Yo, and you know me. Mo hugs, not drugs. Empty barrel. I'm glad to be here. Uh who? Um, uh it's a good day to record a podcast Ah, episode yes, 49 49 got me feeling real traditional <laughs> 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 Oh man, I was trying to think of some 49 songs But that one night forward was the only one that popping in my head You know, what's funny is I never remember those until it's time to sing. Until it's time to sing. Oh, oh man, this okay. Better have a bonfire tonight. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Got to get into full full regalia for that <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> Where were we at? Oh yeah, we were at that Superman concert, and he kept saying regalia, and you leaned over to me, and you're like. How come he keeps saying regalia? He's saying that word. <laughs> He's trying to trigger me. He's trying to, he knows I don't it, like that it word. Worked. It worked. <laughs> was he saying regalia? Yeah, yeah he was talking about outfits. He said it like three times in a row. And just, <clears throat> this kid was about to have a... I don't know, panic attack or something. Be the only one in there booing, boo! (laughs) 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 Anyways, that was a good show, though. I liked it. I enjoyed it. That was was pretty good. It was really good. First time I ever went. I want to go to some more. I've never been to his concert. That was like a show for the kids type interactive. Yeah, he did like about four or five songs, probably more, but um, it was pretty good. Um, It's really good. I liked it. Can you What's fix up? that? That's bothering me. What? What? Fix what? This. What? Oh, is it not on all the way? Not on. All- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah! <laughs> don't talk to me like that. <laughs> We're just told you, don't talk to me like that. I told you a million times. Put it on all the way. It's not gonna work. <laughs> 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 
For those of you out there, there's this little foam thing that sits over the mic, and that's what they're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so get your mind out of the gutter. Get it out of the gutter. (laughs) I rebuke that lust right now. Yeah, rebuke the lust. (laughs) Rebuke the lust. (laughs) All right, we're going to play a quick game, a little warm-up, and then we'll get right right into our um, main topic. But, so... We're going to do this. We've done it before. We're going to go around the horn. I'll start it out. We'll go over to Randy, go over to JC. We're going to tell a story with short phrases, three to four words, um, and we'll go around four times. Secret number. Oh. Secret. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay, so here we go. Round one. <clears throat> I look to the sun. In my one-eyed forward. <laughs> and in the back of my mind. I knew she What's the one? <laughs> because she had her purse. And her rolling pin. <laughs> and I guess that's that. In her pillowcase. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm on the spot. Okay, she okay, had her purse, right. rolling pin, in her, her pe- in her pillowcase, but she wasn't sleeping. <laughs> she was trick or treating. That's that's a rest thing right there. Uh, the, gotta be. <laughs> All right, and she was holding it over her shoulder. Okay, she was holding it over her shoulder And it looked really heavy So I walked up to her Because her arthritis kicked in (laughs) (laughs) And I said, hey baby (laughs) Let me carry that for you yeah, that's it. All right, that's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good man. I like it. I like that's it. Stuck okay. a couple times, but all right, all right, all right. This time you want to start us off, Randy, buddy. On uh, what number? Uh, <laughs> no, we're gonna do that again. We're gonna tell a story again. We're tell a story. Uh, seven. seven is seven taken. <laughs> I was looking out the window, and I saw the mighty hawk. He was circling. In the distance. And he looked right at me. And I just shivered. He's like sound. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> <Baloney>. <laughs> I just shivered. <laughs> 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 I, I, I can't top that. I, I to leave that, that was one a there. good one. That was a good one. That was a good one. Oh, <laughs> Uh, it's good to laugh. It's good to laugh. It's, laughter is the best medicine. <clears throat> um, I just wanted to share this with you guys real quick, man. I was kind of crazy, man. My uh, and my son. Okay, just shifting gears. Get a little serious here. Um, 
at my son's school yesterday. Like, they had to go on lockdown. They thought a kid had a gun and all oh, this man. kind of stuff. And, like, all these rumors started. And I was just like, holy crap, man. That was crazy. Like, I just had to, like, I just happened to be there. I was picking because they was going to have um, team photos for cross country. Yeah. So I was there, like, at quarter to four. Pictures were supposed to happen at, like, four o'clock. And I was there. And then, like, all these, all the kids started coming out. And I was like, what the heck is going on? And then, like, he called me. He was like, they told him. We've been on lockdown, and they're letting us go, and they're told us to get on buses or if we're walking home to leave campus right now. And I was like, what the hell? And, like, I went over to the front, and I got him. And, like, kids were running to the bus, and, like, I don't know, teachers look kind of scared, and they're, like, looking around. And I was like, what the hell? And then we didn't find out till later. <clears throat> um, then my, But that was just kind of crazy, man. Like, that's the world we live in now, where... There's a conflict at school, and someone thinks to go get a gun. Um, and it's just like, what? It came out today that the kid didn't have the gun on campus, but he was telling people that he was going to go jump this kid or, you know, kill him or whatever. And I was just like, yo, man, what happened in good old days? You're just like, you know, square up, settle it. Handle it and then let it be done. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, not that I'm condoning that kind of behavior, but I mean that's what hap- that's what used to happen back in our day. Yeah, you know, like you had a problem, man, and you just square up, you know. And these kids don't—they don't really fight no more. Mm-mm. It's crazy, sad. Yeah, and then like <clears throat> made me feel—I was mad, like at the parents of this kid. Like, come on, man, what are you teaching him? Like, why don't like I teach my kids to stand up for themselves? Um, cause that's what I got taught, you know, stand up for yourself. They want to fight you. Don't back down, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I teach my kids like to tell, you know, <clears throat> just stick up for yourself. Someone's bothering you. You don't like it. Tell them to stop. And they keep on doing it. Tell them to stop. Tell the teacher. It's the third time. Don't even say anything, man. Just blast them in the face. Make them cry. No, stop. Um, and my son's had to do that a couple of times. And is you know, as he's going to school, someone's messing with him. He tells them to stop. They don't. He tells them to stop again. Tells the teacher. <clears throat> and they still keep doing it. He's, he's blasted them in the face. And I've had to go in and tell the principal, hey, this is, what he's, this is what he's taught to do. So you guys didn't handle it good. So he had to take it into his own hands. <clears throat> um, like, why wasn't this kid? Like, I don't know. Like, what's, I don't know. Why, why aren't parents teaching us you know teaching kids to stand up for themselves is my biggest question i guess on the whole thing oh man i first off i wouldn't even know like where to begin on that because yeah there's there's a failure somewhere along the line when somebody's when you when you feel like your only option is to to go get a gun, um, or that like that? Not your only option, but that's your best option. That's what you're gonna do. Like, First option, yeah. Like, I was watching. <clears throat> so yesterday there was a shooting in Texas, I believe, and mm-hmm. the young kid. He was 18 years old, but he was getting beat up. And I think they said the bullying was going on. Mm-hmm. So he finally resorted to violence. Yeah. I'm not condoning that, but at the same time, it's like, 
people do reach a breaking point, but in the, in the case of this one in Lockwood, I don't know. I think we need to do better as parents, but also my daughter has my permission to stick up for herself. Mm-hmm. Um, and she knows that she won't get in trouble if it comes to that. Yeah. Not by me anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it, yeah. like, because she's in boxing and she's learning and she's probably more advanced than other kids her age. Mm-hmm. Knows how to throw a punch. And so I've told her, like, if you run into a bully and they don't stop, then you have my permission to stick up for yourself. Yeah. And if you get in trouble at school, I said you won't get in trouble at home. Yeah. But I think that the parents of that kid that was threatening to take the gun need to sit down and have a talk with them. Oh, yeah. And I think a lot of the problem is coming from things like TikTok, mm. like the TikTok challenges and just all this stuff because kids that age, they don't understand the seriousness of what they're choosing to do. For sure. <clears throat> I totally agree with that. Like, I think... That would, that's where my mind went right away was like where are the parents like I wanted to beat up the parents you know my initial thoughts were like man where I want to go talk to these parents I'm gonna go give them an earful of like where you at where you at mom and dad um <clears throat> so that's like where my mind went and yeah sorry to flip the flip the script real quick and get all serious but uh I I just need to get that out you know just get that out because that's like been on my mind. And like yeah. today was his last, my son's last country cross country meet, and that was cool, man. All the kids were there, and there's other schools there, and it was it was a good time. I like being at cross country meets, man. There's a lot of positivity around that, because like, man, I'll stand there and I'll cheer every single kid that comes by. I'll cheer them on. Let's go, let's go, because I stand about a hundred yards to like two hundred yards away from the finish line, and I'll just be like, let's go, let's go, man. You're almost there. Pick it up, pick it up, finish strong. And I'm like yelling the whole time. All these kids are running by, you know, until my son comes by. And then I get louder. Let's go, man. You're almost there. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and uh, then, like, I'm not the only one. There's, like, all these other parents that are just, like, cheering cheering on. And it was pretty cool. Like, there's these um, older guys from Lodgegrass. They wear, like, Lodgegrass shirts. <clears throat> and, um, like, they they do the same thing. They cheer on every single player. And I thought that was cool to see, like, not this, not this meet, um, the last meet. Um, they were kind of standing by me, and, like, I was cheering on everybody, and they are cheering on all these kids, you know, and, like, not just the native teams, native schools, but they were cheering on everybody. And I was just like, oh, man, that's cool, man. It's, like, real cool positivity around uh, this event after, you know, a day of where there's suspicion, kids are scared and all that. So that's crazy. Yes. Yeah, and more and more comes out like they tried to jump the kid at a football game the night before, and then they were coming to, like the next day to finish the job was what the email said. Wow. So it's been an ongoing thing. Yeah. <clears throat> and the kid that was threatening to bring the gun was the one that was... <clears throat> he was the one that was trying to jump the other kid for whatever reason. Oh, man, just sounds like a bully. Yeah. I mean, just from not hearing, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think it from what I've kind of gathered and like kind of what I picked up is like it started out as an argument. And then this other kid, like, he's a football, like, he's the quarterback on the football team. Yeah. <clears throat> and then started out as an argument maybe last week or weeks ago. And then he's been hacking on him, like, 
just like kind of putting him down and hacking on him every day, and then it's escalated to this. Damn. But from what my son told me, he said that the quarterback, he's like one of the nicest kids that he knows. Yeah. He said that he's always cool to him. They get along. They play basketball together at recess and all this, you know. And So I was just kind of weird, like <clears throat> weird situation. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. But anyway, uh, how's your guys' day going? Well, I got <laughs> I got cut off today. By a car, oh. they were, and they had Washington plates, but I knew they were natives. You mean, you, I mean, that's when you say, "Well, how did you know?" Oh, because I mean, because <laughs> <laughs> native Washingtonians. No, I knew yeah. it was coming. The explanations I was waiting, but see, so I was driving down the road, and then they they cut me off, like or pulled right in front of me, and there's nobody else around me. But I don't. It's like, what? You know, what are you yeah. doing? There's plenty of road for everybody. Yep. But dude had his arm out the window, and I knew he was native because he had those dark ass elbows. <laughs> Ashy <laughs> too. <laughs> Looked like your arms got nipples or something. Oh, <laughs> whoa! <laughs> I was like, oh man, that's a. New-. But then we don't say the n word around here. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Sorry, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Look and like then he, what happened? Looked like your arms got. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So. But <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get mad or anything. I was like, was "Like, what are you doing?" Because you know, I had to look around. Like, yeah, man, I was like, I was the only one around here. Why did you pull in front of me? But I seen the guy in the back seat, and he either he doesn't get out much, or he he was feeling his oats, his whatever it is he was feeling. Cause, <laughs> and he looked like what did you call? We always call it that. uh that was thousand yard stare. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, but he had this little half of half a smile on his face, so he uh-huh. was enjoying himself. But so you know, you guys know, like coming down Montana Avenue, right on that one side, there's the train yeah. tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. nothing much to really look at over there. But man, he could have thought he was taking a trip through the forest. He's <laughs> sitting in the back seat <clears throat> like this. Did I ever tell you how I got these scars? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I just man, I. I was thinking about that the, or after he went by, and I was like, holy cow, we can do a whole segment just on my, the things that I, like my little adventures. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. things that I see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet, too, the Randy here being out there on the streets, too. Probably do a whole episode on that. Oh, being out on the street? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'd say I can identify with this guy because today I was doing my rounds and I was in my car, right? Yeah. And this guy in the minivan, like, I was looking for a client of mine, and the light literally just turned green. Yeah. And I went to put my phone in my phone holder on the window. Yeah. And he honked. Beep. And grinded my gears. Yeah. Oh. And he, like, went real fast, went around me and got in front of me, and we both stopped at the same stoplight. <laughs> the very next one. I'm like, you did all that? And we stopped at the same stoplight. <laughs> I, I think that's funny though because uh, you see people like especially in their great big old wow I won't I won't uh, generalize generalize people but you know they got these big old trucks and they yeah, and yeah. they come flying by you and then you're just cruising along and then you catch up to them at the stoplight <laughs> yeah come on buddy and it's like why why if you're in that much of a hurry you should have left yesterday exactly that, that's you know what, that's yeah. what my dad always says mm-hmm. it's like dude like you literally like honked at me at the stop like the light just turned green 
Yeah. Like I didn't, like I was second in line and I wasn't moving yet, but he honked at me. And it's just like, but I was thinking about it. I'm like, man, whatever that guy's going through, I hope he's okay. Hmm, I know. You know? Yeah, yeah. Did, did I tell you guys about that lady that was walked in front of me? And I, and I was way back there. Two ladies walked in front of me, and then I didn't honk my horn. I didn't, you know, swerve or ah, yell out the window or nothing. Yeah, she just, you know, casually walked. And it wasn't even a crosswalk. It was like, she, oh, and she flipped you out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I just drove by, and she just kind of turned around and casually gave me the. <laughs> I was like, whoa, what is that for? And then that's when I started honking. After I passed her, yeah, yeah, I passed her up, and I started honking. I was like, what the hell was that for? <laughs> Damn, <clears throat> it wasn't me. That's funny. Oh, today, man, I was leaving my neighborhood, and, like, I looked in the mirror, and this car was coming up real fast. I was like, what the hell? And I was coming up to a stop sign, and I stopped at the stop sign here, man. They got right behind me, and I'm freaking cop, you know, and, like, one of those kind of, like, they look like Jeep Cherokees. Yeah. But they're Fords. I don't know what they're called. I don't know. What they're Ford Explorer. Oh, okay. They might be at Explorer. Anyway, right behind me. <clears throat> and then, like, the street I was turning onto was 35 miles an hour. So, I mean, like, just being uh, a-ho, I just punched it. Like, it went from the stop sign, and I punched it onto the street, and I started going, like, 35 row, like, right away. Started going down the street, and then, like, he came up, like, right behind me again. And then, like, it was changing to 25, and then I slowed down to 20. And then he was just, like, right behind me, and I was like, man, pull me over, pull me over. And then it switched back to 35, and I punched it again. When I went up to 35, I got way ahead of him, and he, like, sped up to me. And then there's a stoplight, and it turned red, and I stopped. And then, like, man, all from, like, my neighborhood all the way to, like, coming out of out of the heights, he followed me. And I just kept doing that. He wants to piss him off, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Damn. He just kept getting right behind me, right behind me. I said, man, run my plates, man. Find out my name, sucker. That's that's crazy how they can even like like do that, like for no for no reason. Yeah, because I, mean, I I remember one time I was in the back of a I was getting okay, so this was back when my in my wilder youth I was in the back seat <laughs> of a, a highway patrol car. Yeah. yeah, I was being transported and we were on the highway. Yeah, and we were behind this van and he he, he called he didn't use his computer thing on Jake he called it in. Wow. Yeah. And he said, I need to run you a check on blah, blah, blah. And he gave him the plate number. And then yeah. they came back said, no wants, no warrants. Hmm. So then he passed it. And I was sitting in the back seat the whole time. <laughs> I was like, so what, if, what happens if it was, you know, like a three-state mass murderer dude? And, well, yeah, you'd be like, riding with him. <laughs> like, Get him. Pull him over. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't just, that, that doesn't seem like. I don't think they're supposed to do that. I don't think that's, yeah. But they do. Say, that doesn't seem legal, right? Yeah. It doesn't, but I don't know how much truth this has to it, but remember the license plate says exempt? Yeah. I think it kind of exempts them from all, like, the laws. Like, that mean you have well, to follow. Not, not, not violating your constitutional rights. Yeah, no. Because doesn't there have to be, there has to be probable cause for them to yeah. do anything. Exactly, but I, I don't know, man. It's yeah. just a it's just a bad area. That's I think it's, yeah, it's a big old gray area. Yeah, that's, that's a but rabbit I think hole. They're supposed that. to a lot of twisting, <laughs> cutting yeah. corners. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so 
<laughs> I think that's a good segue into our main topic. Yeah, okay. All right. all right. All right. So let's go ahead and get right into that. DJ, if you're ready, why don't you hit me with that beat? Ayo, let's get into our topic. Ayo, let's get into our topic. I'm from Pine Mountain, I got no one for my own, so I come here looking for you higher. If you'll be my honey, I will be your sugar pie higher. Hey, ah, ha, hey, ah, ha, on, ah, hey. <laughs> Which and I know, and I know, and I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, main topic for Unspoken Words, episode 49. <laughs> Treating other people as human beings, part deuce. And we're going to pick right up right where we left off. And we were at, remember, everyone has a story. It may be something they've gone through in the past or something they're still dealing with. But remember, that behavior doesn't happen in a vacuum. Everyone has inner battles and issues without judgment and instead offer the consideration you'd like to receive. <clears throat> and I'll open it up to you, two fine gentlemen sitting with me. That, well, the first part of that is something I always forget. You know, everybody has their own story, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and their own, you know, that, like, like you said, what may have happened or what they're going through right now. And, yeah. and I forget that sometimes, and I think, man, I just want to automatically, um, you know, man, this guy's just an hole, right? Yeah. But how do I know that he's not dealing with something that, you know, is, uh, you know, really taking up a lot of his time or his mind, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his emotions and and to be empathetic towards that because I know that, there are things that I go through and, you know, I don't, I mean, I don't tell a whole lot of people. All right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so if, if you don't know, like, say I'm going through, I haven't having an issue somewhere else. And I seem kind of in a, in a, like a, like I've got a little dark cloud around me. Then it's easy for somebody to say, well, this guy's just an <laughs> hole. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I get that. And I always forget that part of it. Yeah. Um, and, and you know it's something that I'm working on right now. Is like you know I don't know that because it's what it, you know empathy. We did a whole episode on empathy, <laughs> yeah, and trying to work on that particular part of it because, um, you know going back to to uh, what I had mentioned before, this a certain individual at work has just got a terrible attitude, and I've been you know thinking of ways of, you know, how can I get around that? How can I, you know, not let that affect me? Yeah. And then I think that this would be part of it because I don't know what's... Today he was talking about he lost his phone. So maybe that was one thing, but, you know, I don't know. I don't know if... But it's obviously something I need to consider for all people because the second part of that, you know, treating people how you would want to be treated. Yeah. And I would like to be, you know... Uh, treated just you know with respect but again not knowing what i'm going through and i'm being you know 
somehow, <laughs> then, yeah. then I can understand how people would say, well, this, I don't know. I, there's a point in there somewhere. I don't know if I made it. But <laughs> yeah. I think you're getting there. I almost got it. Almost got I, it. <clears throat> the one thing that I think about, and it's something that I've just kind of started learning about too, is trauma-informed care. Yep. Meaning that <clears throat> a lot of our behaviors that we exhibit are that way because of the trauma that we've gone through or mm-hmm. that we've endured. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, like, it, you made a great point. You were talking about if I'm being somehow, like, and I would add to that, like, it's important to recognize our own shortcomings. To be able to be like, hey, the problem isn't them. The problem's me. Mm. You know, and I think that one's huge for me because it's like, if we're having the same problems everywhere that I go, <laughs> the problem isn't them. The problem is me. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes yeah. I need to put myself in check. Mm. And, yeah. and offer people the same type of consideration that I would want in return. Mm. But also, I think when I do that, I have certain expectations for people. Mm. Like if they don't respond or do things a certain way, then I feel let down. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's like a double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. Like you, just, you just made my point that I was trying to make, and, but you made it much better. Much better. Yeah, so it, it creates... The <laughs> 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 but it creates like resentment, and it creates... Like, yep. Because having expectations for somebody because we would respond or do things a certain way isn't feasible either. True. You know? Yeah, you know what they say about expectations. They're just premeditated resentments. Yeah. Um, and not to downplay anything that you just now said either, but I, I totally feel that what both of you guys said, you know, just like, uh, it's so like, um, the underlying, you know, what do you, do you like to say, Randy, the common denominator? So there's like that joke or that story. It says, went to the doctor and said, I was told him, I said, man, when I touch my shoulder, it really hurts really bad, you know? And it's like, okay. So the doctor's like, okay. And they said, what else hurts? He said, well, when I touch my nose, it really hurts really bad. So the doctor said, well, touch your foot. And he said, does that hurt? And he said, yeah, and that hurts really bad too. And he said, touch your knee. I said, oh, man. I said, all right. Yeah, that hurts really bad too. And he said, okay, well, I think your finger's broken, you know? <laughs> Damn. Damn. <laughs> I think your finger's broken. Yeah, because, like, everything he was touching with his finger was hurting. So, yeah. like, it's his finger that's broken, but he's, like, trying to put it off as his shoulder and his knee and his foot and nose and whatever. So, yeah, I really like that. Like, the, I think you brought up trauma-informed care, and I know a lot of that is just, like, the individual provider, the individual that's doing outreach, whatever, is, like, doing self-care, making sure that they're good. Yeah. Um, because with that, you can have empathy. And, like... <clears throat> you know, when get people come at me sideways or they're coming at me, whatever, I'm just like, right away today, you know, because I practice my self care, I'm able to be like, oh man, something's wrong with them. Something's going on here. There's something right with them. Because then normally they don't act like this. They must be going through something or they're stressed out or blah, blah, blah. So then I can, ha- I can sit back and just be like that instead of being like, oh man, WTF, who do you think you are treating me like this, talking to me like this, mama? You don't know me. You don't know my story, blah, blah, blah. You know, yeah. I want to be like that. And I used to be like that. Um, but now I'm not 
because I'm able to have that empathy and just be like, because the other thing too, you know, what other people do and say is none of my business. Yeah. You know, I was like, whatever they do and say about me or to me or whatever is like none of my business. Rather yes. than taking offense, you can just be like, well, um, something's got their panties in a knot. <laughs> yeah. And I'm glad that you brought that up about Randy, about I got to look at myself too. Like, yeah. Because, you know, maybe my finger's broken. Yes. And it might not be me every time, but I'm sure, obviously, I have, I have the biggest role for myself that that i play in it because there's you know like i always say there's only three things you can do about any situation you can change the situation you can change the way you think about the situation or you can go on as the situation is right in other words just let it be Mm -hmm. um and so i think that that i'm glad you reminded me of that because that's something I, i i will consider in the future is that Man, maybe it's maybe I'm having a bad day. Maybe I'm the one yeah. that's under under a little bit of stress right now, and this guy's just just this guy. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. And then, so yeah, that's an important thing to. It kind of made like so earlier we were talking um, in the opening when I pulled up to the stoplight, right, and that guy like honked at me and took off and. Ended up at the same stoplight. I ended up behind him. <laughs> yeah. And I kind of yelled out the window like, damn, we ended up at the same stoplight. You did that for that? Like, you know what I mean? Because yeah. I, I was, it frustrated me. But like I said, when I thought about it, I'm like, man, whatever that guy's going through, I hope he's okay. Yeah. Because he was frustrated at something that he couldn't control. And his frustration wasn't even with me. It was whatever that man was going through. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it came out in the way that he acted. Well, that that reminds me of something one of my one of my many counselors used to say. He used to say, "Well, you know, you have to listen to this man because this man is suffering." And we, you know, and at first I didn't really understand that. Yeah, like he doesn't look like he's suffering, but <laughs> you know, but under underneath, like if you're getting frustrated at something you can't control, then internally there's there's something going on there. So that's what goes back to that empathy. That goes back to you know, treating others how you want to be treated and saying, like you said, man, I hope this guy's okay. Yeah. yeah. That's really all you can do in, in, in some situation. True that, true that. <laughs> and I think that's, we've all come a long way from what we used to be. Oh, yeah. You know, because I hear your guys' stories and I know how I used to be. And then able to sit back and just be like, well, something's going on with this person. You know, instead of being like, well, this mother effer, blah, 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 you know. So that's pretty good. I think sometimes I still do fall into that, like, ah. Oh, yeah, man, we're not perfect. Take things personal, but then, yeah, we have come a long way, though. Yeah. Well, I'm just proud of you guys. Or one of those, (laughs) for me, it's like one of those, uh, it kind of comes to, um, what do they they call it, Uh, cognitive distortions. Yeah. Thinking errors. Yeah. Yeah. And then one of them is blaming. Yeah, like it's your fault that I'm mad. Yeah, yeah. But you know, you made me mad. Like, but I always say too, nobody can make you anything. No, uh, it's the choices that we make. So yes. that reminded me of a meme that said, um, <clears throat> "Someone that's real blaming all the time and stuff, narcissistic almost." Is like that meme said, "When they apologize, they say, 'I'm sorry that you made me mad.'" 
<laughs> I do that to I do that to my team on uh, 2K, right? Like, there's a group. There's yeah. a group of about six of us. We're always running, and um, I was teasing them yesterday. We run for about an hour a day, but I threw a pass, and he, this guy dropped it. <laughs> and I go, and then it went out of bounds, and it was a turnover. So I go, dang, how come you didn't get glue hands? <laughs> and then my other buddy started laughing in the group chat, and he's like, Dang, Randy, it's never your fault, is it? <laughs> <laughs> and every time I make a mistake, I always blame it on other people, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do it jokingly. Yeah. But yeah. yeah no, I funny. get it. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> I get that too. Keeps the moral up. I yeah. do, I'd probably say that in real life. Yeah. <laughs> this guy, holy cow, I'm never passing it to you again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right on to the next one (laughs) we don't meet people by accident every person you meet will have a role in your life be it big or small some will help you grow some will hurt you some will inspire you to do better at the same time you are playing some role in their lives as well Know that path crosses for a reason and treat people with significance. Wow. <clears throat> I think I like that last part. Treat people with significance. And I think that kind of falls in line with every, what I'm always preaching is like, let's put the humanity back into it. Let's like, see, I like, I see Randy as an individual, as a person, you have your own thoughts and emotions and I got to respect that. And same thing with JC, he has his own thoughts and emotions and ideas and stuff. And I got to respect that. <clears throat> um, especially when it comes to the podcast, you know, yeah. like I got to respect you guys as individuals and respect your visions, respect your creativities. If I don't, then, you know, this ain't going to work for me, yes. you know? So just treating people with significance. I like that a lot, man. I'm going to, I'm going to get that tattooed on me. No, excuse me. Right on your neck. Right on my neck. Oh, just a whole paragraph. Cheap people with sickness. Doesn't even fit. You start letting it go down this way and make it all <laughs> Then you start pulling your shirt. Yeah. <laughs> it just goes all around my whole neck from the back. All the way to the other side. No, excuse me. All right, open up to you guys. <laughs> no, but I, I, I like that too because, you know, throughout my day, um, you know, I always... Like, like my coworkers, funny it always going back to that, but I, I always tell them, hey, you're doing a good job. And mm-hmm. I say it kind of in a halfway teasing way, you know? Yeah. Um, but but it's sincere. I mean, my, uh, and, and then people like, you know, you go out to go out to eat or, you know, you. Um, there's been a couple of times when I noticed that, say you go to the sandwich shop and somebody's getting trained right in front of you. Yeah. And then they kind of, you know, they're they're not fully into it yet. I mean, you know, they don't really know their job yet. But I'll just tell them and say, well, I mean, I don't tell them, oh, I know you're new here. But I'll just tell them, hey, keep it up, man. You're doing a good job. Thank you for your service or, you know, something like that. Thank you for for that. Um, and, and I go around and I try. And then the other thing, too, is is that I try to bring joy into people's lives. That's... One of my things, like, you know, using my humor, acting goofy, and just being kind of a, you know, I guess for lack of a better term, a weirdo. Yes. But, mm-hmm. but, you know, not not dangerous weirdo, but, like, funny weirdo. <laughs> no, 
just kidding. <laughs> Not that kind of weirdo, you weirdo. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> <laughs> but when he, but I mean, that's that's what I try to do. And 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 then on the other hand, like the people that I come into contact with. With and this is sort of a subconscious thing because I don't really, it's not, I'm not really aware of it, but I do take into the to account that you know this person has a purpose. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm meeting this person. I came across this person for one reason or another, and usually it's to teach me a lesson. And before, I never, I was so closed minded and I was so wrapped up in my own trash, you know, my own negativity. Yeah that I failed to learn the lessons that I was being taught. Mm. And so one of my, you know, I tell you guys this one, one of my prayers is that, you know, please help me to learn, help me to get past this, but without slapping me upside the head anymore. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Yeah. Like I, I'm tired of that tough love. Let me, let me learn the gentle way Yeah. from now on. But so, I mean, I, I think like on a subconscious level i'm i'm aware of you know the people that i come in contact with and then you know like how i behave and act and the things that i say has an effect on them yeah even if it's just that brief moment where i'm paying for my food or whatever yeah so i like that i really do it's kindness just kindness i guess yes and i think <clears throat> Every person that we've come across, like I said, has value. And sometimes it's a little bit harder to see in others. Um, But I heard something like two days ago and they were like, it was regarding people's um, parenting, right? So you have these parents that abandon their kids. Mm. And this person was like, Okay, statistics show that kids or children will always come back and look for their parents. What type of person do you want to be when that happens? Mm. And I think, like, to go along with this one is, like, what kind of person do we do we want to be in everybody else's story? <clears throat> yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. for so long I've hurt people, and we all know the term hurt people hurt people. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, wanting to make it a point, like, I want people to be built up when I have a conversation with them. I want people's faith to be stirred when I have a conversation with them. Mm. I want people to understand that they can accomplish big and powerful things in the world. Like, that's what I desire. Yeah. And, but more so, like, when you treat people with respect, you never know what opportunity might come when you're just kind and gentle, right? For sure. Um, the Bible says that God opens doors that no man can shut and, and he also closes doors that no man can open. Yeah. But the Bible also says a man's gift will make room for him, but it's your character that will sustain it. Mm-hmm. Meaning these doors open, and but it, it's the character and the integrity that we have. Like, who are you when the when the doors close? And, and I don't know if I'm really answering this question. Like, we don't meet people by accident, but I believe that it ties in with integrity and character and I don't know why I'm drawing that line. No, no, I think it does. Yeah, yeah. You well, know what I mean? Yeah, like I, yeah. I I get exactly what you're saying and and one way that that I think of how how what you're saying like my interpretation of that would be would one way would be is that 
you don't know what kind of effect that we would have on another person yes. going mm. forward. Like, say I tell a person, "Hey, you're doing a good job." Maybe yes. they, maybe they were on, maybe they were trying to quit, and maybe they really needed that job, and you know they got bills to pay, and but they were at the end of their rope, and then somebody comes along and says, "Hey, you're doing a good job. Thank you." Yes, and then they mm-hmm. think, "Oh, you know what? Hey, I can do this," and then boom, they go on and succeed from there i mean not not that not not i'm saying you know oh i have that superpower effect but you never know yeah, yeah, like yeah. What, how, what your kindness will do to another person yeah no and i know like um the past couple of weeks like i've popped in to like grab a burger real quick like fast food like just the drive through and like i was real polite you know just real polite to the person talked with them answered the questions ordered my food and then like real polite with them you know paying for the food and stuff through like a car window and stuff and, like, two times, like, the two times I've gone in the past couple of weeks, like, there's, like, an extra burger in there or there's an extra something in there. <laughs> and I was just kind of, like, the first time it happened, I was just kind of, like, oh, cool, man. And they must have messed up. I got a free burger. But then, like, it happened again at a different place. And I was just kind of, like, oh, shoot. I was, like, maybe it's because I was being polite. You know, I was kind of yeah. keeping it light, kind of joking with them and stuff. And I thought that was kind of cool. I don't know if that's exactly what happened, but that's what it kind of seemed like, you know. Yes. I was just being polite with them, and you know, um, and they were just kind of looking at me like, um, like smiles and stuff. I'm like, oh, maybe I was the only polite person they came across that day. That's kind of just what I was thinking yeah, yeah, yeah. too. Is like, man, <clears throat> you, you got to that that kind of thing. You have to consider how many people go in there and are just just really? caring out. Oh yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Like just, you know, you guys taking forever and because especially now, you know, with with uh, uh, the labor shortage. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and a lot of these places, they have signs right on their front door that saying, you know, we're understaffed, we're doing the best we can. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your patience. And yet, still, people are like, you know what? I'm paying for this food, so you have to meet my expectations. Yes. Yeah. And. <laughs> I mean, I and don't. I think it's powerful, though, like when you think about it, like all three of us, one thing that we have in common is people that have played pivotal roles in our lives when it came time to change the way that we lived. Mm-hmm. And I think even in my line of work, like that's the most important aspect is treating these people like human beings. Yeah. That they are significant, that they are like, because some of them don't hear it. All oh. they hear is, you know, F you and get the F out of here. Yeah. And bomb and... And but even get if, a job. Yeah. Even, like, even if people aren't saying that. Why do you just stand on the corner asking for money? You should just go get a job. You can tell by somebody's body language. I mean, that's how we communicate yeah. more than even verbally. Yeah. So just being out there and then somebody's walking by and they kind of give, give them one of these or yeah. you know, go out of their way to go around them or, you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. They, I, would, I would notice that. And I have to think that they would too. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's not just a verbal thing. It's they're not dumb. Oh no 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 um, no no. I think it's like they know who's there and who's being genuine, right? Yeah. Like they know when you're being genuine, or if if you're full of it, and they can see right through it. <laughs> <coughs> um, and they'll call you out on it. But uh-huh. I think like that's the more like that's one of the powerful aspects of the job is loving these people without an agenda. Mm. Saying, man, you might treat me rude or you might respond to me a certain way, but I'm here to help you. And I'm going to like, no matter what you say or do, I'm still going to come back tomorrow and check on you. Right on. You know? Yeah. yeah, And I think that has more of an impact than 
saying, well, F you then. Yeah. You know, forget about you. And You know what that that reminded me of is, I forgot about this, but remember when um, we went out to Pryor with me, you, and uh, uh, Leo? Leo, and you wouldn't pick me up, you made me walk downtown? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> well, you had to bring that up. No. <laughs> but I, when I was on my way over here, and I passed this lady and this man, and they were feeling it. You can tell. Yeah. And, you know, whatever. You know, do you? I mean, you, you're a human being. I wasn't going to. Do you, boo-boo. But um, I had to stop for the, the crosswalk and wait for them, and she was sitting there, and she was painting her nails. And I looked, and I said, oh, that looks nice. Or I said something along those yeah. lines, and then she goes, oh, you want me to do yours too? And I was waiting, so I stuck out my hand, and she painted one of my nails. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that looks nice. And I, thank you. And I just, you know, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And she just laughed. And she she got a kick out of it. And yeah. I was yeah. walking around with one painted nail for the rest of the day. Right on, that's, that's pretty cool. But I, I didn't think of it like as, you know, like I was trying, like I was trying to be nice. I was just being. Yeah, yeah, uh, just being, being, being nice. Just being me, you know. And treating them like as a member of the community. Yeah. Yes. And like, like on that note, like we were down here, um, we're decorating, putting up ribbons and like putting sand and chuck in the cracks of the cement and stuff on the sidewalk. Um, so my coworker, there's some, you know, street folks there sitting right there, right across the street from Rock Creek where they sit on those rocks. Yeah. And they're just chilling. And then like my coworker's like, Oh, what should we do? And I said, Let's just go do what we're going to do. Just start putting chalk in the cracks and putting up ribbons. And they're like, they won't do anything. And I was like, no, they just chill. Yeah. They don't really bother anybody. They just sit there. And then, like, so I just I just went ahead of them, and I started doing it, and I started putting chalks in there, and they were all sitting there watching me. And then one of them, what are you doing? You know, and I said, I told them, I said, oh, we're doing this, and this man, you guys should come out and walk with us, and just talked with them. And they're like, oh, that's good. That's, like, all they said. Yeah. And then, I don't know. And then they all got up and left. I don't know, just because of that presence, and because I used to be the rock, and I knew all who they were all, yeah. or who they were and stuff, and. Like, oh, this guy's gonna preach to us. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Let's go. But then, like, I just treat them like it's human beings. You know, I just went about and I was like, okay, they're chilling, whatever. Yeah. And I'm exactly. like, what you did, you know, I'm just like, oh, that looks nice. That looks nice. And then, oh, you want me to do yours? And I was like, oh, okay, go ahead. <laughs> you know, and I didn't, I mean, that's just, that's how I want to be towards people. Yeah. And I like, like we said earlier, we know we're not perfect. We have those moments. Oh, yeah. But that's, that's how I see it. Who knows? They probably, to this day, they probably talk about that. Remember that one time you were painting your nails? Yeah. That guy walked up and he said, here, paint mine too. Yeah. And, and you know, maybe they laugh about it, and, you know, and it, it's something that made them feel yeah. human. Yes. Involved, part of the community, just another person, another human being. Yeah, for sure. I don't know how I just don't think of what Randy said. And they're probably like, hey, remember that guy that looked like from NSYNC? <laughs> <laughs> Did I have the blonde hair back then? Yeah. Did I? The guy that looked oh, like. Oh, this summer, huh? Yeah. Joey Vatone. Oh, and it's probably like, remember Johnny Lawrence came over? Cobra Kai. <laughs> <laughs> blonde Indian? <laughs> I don't know. All right, right, that's good, yeah. Just treating people as um, um, people as human beings. Yes. Definitely. Very good. Okay, uh. Next one, the best teachers are those who don't tell you how to get there, but show the way. There's no better joy than helping people see a vision for themselves, seeing them go into levels of levels higher than they ever would have imagined on their own. 
but that doesn't mean you have to fix them or enable them. Instead, guide them to the source of their own power. Offer them support, motivation, and then find, and then they find their own way and show you what they're capable of. All you have to do is believe in them, and that's like huge. Like especially like in recovery, you know, like what you say, finding that gold, digging that gold out of somebody. It's like, man, you're doing it, and then like, because like when I first started, you know, walking the red road and trying to help people, trying to mentor people, sponsor individuals. And it was like, well, when this happens, that's when the rubber meets the road. That's when, you know, that's when the real test is. And I'm like, and like in the moment, I was just like, it took me a while, you know, like hearing that. And I was just like, well, no, that's not right. That's not right. But then like it finally dawned on me. It's like, you're, the rubber's already met the road. You know, the rubber's already met the road. You're already doing it. So that's what I started saying to them. Boom, boom. You're already doing it. If you want to go use, you go use right now. That's the easy thing to do. I could get up right now, walk outside, jump in my car, drive up the street, buy some tall cans, and get this party started. That's the easy thing to do. Yeah. The hard thing to do is like just sitting with your emotions, being in there, being in the moment, being present, handling your business, and then you know, I'll just start speaking that truth into them, help trying to help them see that they are already doing it, <clears throat> and that's so huge. And not trying to, and I would admit, you know, initially I was trying to fix them. Yeah. And trying to like re you know, but that's not my place. Cause I had to start thinking about myself was like it wasn't until I wanted to become a sponge and absorb all this information for my benefit of, you know, being sober and walking the red road that I finally started doing it. Yes. You know, trying to dig that, trying to help people see that inside of themselves is is good and sometimes frustrating. Go ahead. Not to get too sentimental, but that's how, that's exactly how I see you guys is, is that, that you're helping me with my walk. Um, not by like you, you, you said it before, like Josiah, I never tell you what to do, but at the same time, it's like you're implanting suggestions and like saying, yeah, I think you'd be really good for this. And I think you'd be really good for that. And then, and, and, you know, the way you guys encourage me and, you know, I you know, I know you guys have advocated for me in, in ways that I, you know, but that is has a huge impact on me. It's like it, it makes me strive to be better each and every day. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to 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 surround yourself with people like that to. Like, I guess, to. Like where I want to be, those are the people I want to be around, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I think that's that's how I think of you guys. And then and and the flip side of that is to try to emulate that for other people around me. Yes. And mm-hmm. not try to change people, not try to fix them, not try to tell them what to do, but instead be encouraging, um, helpful, um, sometimes just to listen. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's and I get that from you guys. I mean. Just so I can I can honestly say that you guys are prime examples of what that says right there. Uh who uh, oh, oh thank you oh, guys. Oh. All right, that's episode forty nine. <laughs> I got much love for you, brother. Forty nine, no nine oh nine no. No, but I, I agree with both of you guys. Like I think my thought is like 
it's better to empower people because everybody already has this source of power in them. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's diminished to a point where it's barely even flickering. Yeah. But the more you build somebody up, the more confident, like, man, I think like one of the most beautiful things is seeing the confidence of individuals rise up. So, especially in my line of work, like there's this gentleman that was there and and I saw him and like where he was Uh and I saw the potential in him, but I just seen him again, like two days ago and it was his birthday. So I bought him a coffee Mm -hmm. and he like walked out and he's like, man, how do I look? You know what I mean? Like the first words out of his mouth, like, how do I look? And he just turned 51 years old. But I'm like, dog, you look. I was like, man, you look good. Like, you look way better than when I, when I found you, bro. Yeah. And, man, like, his smile just beamed up. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we sat there, and we just chopped it up for, like, 45 minutes to an hour. And the whole time I'm building him up, I'm like, man, see, look at how far you've came. Mm-hmm. Look at this is where you're going. I go, man, this is just the beginning. Like, this is just the beginning for you. I go, if you give and dedicate the rest of, like, the rest of this year, one year from today, your life will be totally different than it is now. Mm-hmm. I'm like, right now you're walking and, and riding a bike. You're doing whatever you have to do to get things done. I go, but I promise you, if you continue to give your all like you have been, look at how much your life will change. Because just the uh, 50, 60 days that I've been in contact with this person, like he is a totally different person than when I found him. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. just kind of like one of that's one of the most fulfilling parts of my job is seeing that, seeing a person in their brokenness or even pastoring, like seeing somebody come and, and, and they're um, ready to give up and they're losing hope. But then you find a way to empower them. Let them realize like, yo, like you do got power. Like when we look at it, like from recovery standpoint, but really it's about men, like it's really just a ministry. Mm-hmm. It's a service for other people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. ministry is all about serving. It's never really about ourselves. And if we want to be a great leader, like we've said it before, I think it was last week. My boss, my previous boss, and even my current boss, they lead by example. Mm. You know, my other, like the reason why I stayed there for so long was because he was such a good leader. Yeah. You know, and, and the one that I'm under now, like, she is a great leader. Like, mm-hmm. she embodies, like, you know, like, no matter how busy she is. She gets her she is, hands dirty. Yeah, she yeah. gets her hands dirty, and she's, like, right with us, and she's doing it. And and it's, like, those are the best kind to learn from mm-hmm. because we don't know everything. Yeah. But, I I mean, it's my goal because I've, I've heard it before. Like, somebody close to me was, like, I want to be the biggest encourager in the room. Wow. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know? Right on. Right on. Like, that's. After I've heard that, I'm like, man, let me apply that to my life. Let me become the biggest encourager in the room. And I don't always succeed, but mm-hmm. I'm doing a lot better than I used to. Right on. Yeah. Progress, not perfection. Yes. Yes, sir. Um, and I'll close with, out this section with this. Like, one of my one of my favorite mentors, teachers, like early on in recovery, like, like this, like he would never tell me what to do. Uh, he used like that cultural piece where like I come to him with something 
And they always laugh. Ha, 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 ha. You know, like after I got done talking, like, man, I'm dealing with this. I'm going through this. I don't know what to do. Ah, ah, you know, and he just, he'd just laugh. Ha, ha. Well, I went through something similar, and then he'd just talk about what he went through and then what he did. And then, like, but he never said, no, do one, two, three, or yeah. ABC. And then I was just like, so that's what I try to do now. The guys that, are, you know, that, that come to me, and it's like, oh, okay, well, yeah, I went through something similar. Or if I didn't, I was like, man, that sucks, man. I've never been through anything like that, but I probably feels pretty bad, you know? And then, like, I just try to talk about coping skills and stuff. <clears throat> this is what worked for me. Yep. So that's pretty good. Um, and then when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. I think it's yes. the same. All right, moving on to the next one. Never look down on someone unless you are helping them up. We think uh, we like to think of life as mediocrity, so it's easy to look down on someone who isn't successful or accomplished or well-educated as you are. But you have no idea how far that person has already climbed or where they will end up. Time could easily reverse your position, so be sure you treat everyone with dignity. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't, I don't, I don't like that. And when I see others just talking bad about, so here's an example. Um, the our our building is right, right, right by the underpass, right? Or the overpass, but then yeah. we're underneath it. Yeah. And there's a little area there where a lot of uh, the homeless people go. Mm. And our break room, the window is just right there, and we can look out on them. Yeah. And I know there was a couple of times there was, wasn't the same individual, but there was some people out there uh, on separate occasions. But, you know, my coworkers would sit there and a couple of them would say, oh, man. Um, they would say things like, oh, do you want a job? I can get you a job. <laughs> you know, I can do this. You know? Oh, man, I wish I was out there drinking at 12 o'clock in the afternoon. And then I didn't say anything. I didn't jump into that conversation because... I would go off, yeah, not in a good way, yeah. But what I wanted them to know is like we don't know what that person's going through, you know. Maybe, you know, and then like I, when I heard that one guy say, "Oh, I wish I was drinking at twelve o'clock in the afternoon," I wanted to say, "No, you don't." <laughs> yeah, no, um, you don't. No, you trust don't. me, you don't. But you know, and I hate that. I don't because that's one of my biggest hangups right now. Is that. That I always feel like somebody's judging me, mm. or you know, I'm always thinking, and that's my that's my thing. You know, that's it's, it might be true in, on some some point or some cases, uh -huh. but for the most part, I really don't. I think it's just my own conspiracy theories in my head. But it's one of those things that I think about. Like, man, this person is probably judging me. This probably this person is probably you know doesn't want to be around me. Doesn't even want to talk. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But they're looking down on me, and then that makes me feel less than. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I guess the the word that would finish that phrase would be less than human. Yeah. And so, I and, and I know what that's like. I can completely relate to that. So I really don't, and I never really did, you know, like people, uh, like it when I hear people put others down. Mm-hmm. Just to kind of build themselves up. Yeah, yeah. Because going back to that point is like we don't know what they're going through, and we don't know what they've been, what they've had to do just to reach that level. 
right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and I can completely relate to that too because, you know, a lot of people don't know what I've had to go through and what I've had to accomplish just to get to this point to be sitting here with you guys today. Yeah, true. And, and I'm pretty sure you guys can absolutely relate to that statement too. <laughs> yep. I mean, I can identify with that, like treating people in different tax brackets better than you would cheat somebody else, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. that has an entry-level position. Um, and I think that really shows the character of the person that's in that place of judgment. Yeah. Um, I felt that, like, personally in my own life, and, man, that is, like, to this day, like, I'll be honest with you, like, I struggle with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, when, when I feel like somebody is acting better than me, I won't acknowledge me because of where I'm at or where, what I used to be. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can read the energy. You can, like, you know that they don't really mess with you. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one thing, one thing that, like, in my life that I try not to do. It's like, unless you're helping somebody up, never look down on them. Mm. And I think that's the difference between being a successful mentor and being an unsuccessful person. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter what walk of life we're in. Like, unless we're helping someone up, nobody is better than anybody else. Mm-hmm. And once we get that ingrained in our in our head, in our mind, like, it's hard because every person has value. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and pulling that out. And I, I say it this way, like, in the ministry, I say, if they... If we will take their tithe from them, <laughs> yeah. then if they're worth taking a tithe from, then they're worth pouring into. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah like if we'll accept somebody's tithe or offering, then they're worth ministering to. Exactly. And that's why, like, I hate, like, when we've, we've all seen it and maybe even been guilty of it, of, like, helping somebody out before and people take pictures <laughs> yeah, and then post it on Facebook, and they're like, "Oh man, just out here feeding this person." It's like, man, not realizing the person on the other side of the camera is probably in the darkest point of their life. Yep. But yet you posted their lowest moment on social media for everybody to see, just to build yourself up. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. And I think that shows about that person's character more than it does the person receiving help. Yeah, and that's one of those reasons why I say I don't like to be self-righteous and sanctimonious. Yeah. I can't put anybody down. I can't look down on anybody. I can't act better than anybody. I can't think that I'm better than anybody because I have no ground to stand on. Yes. I don't. And and I think that's the difference between, well, I don't want to speak for you guys, but us, the difference between us and you know people that are willing to help um, put ourselves out there to help and then others who are not is the fact that we can admit it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, man, I am not perfect. I am not even close to perfect, but I'm willing to help. And that's, I think that's a huge difference is the fact that we can admit that, you know, I ain't no better than you. Yeah. And this is like an area for me, like we're being judgmental. Um, Something I'm working on actively, you know, not looking down on people. Um, cause like <clears throat> kind of have that mentality, like what you guys are talking about, look, other people looking at us cause we're less than because we don't have the accolades or the certificates or the degrees or whatever. 
So I was kind of going through a phase where I looked down at everybody. It's like, you're not better than me, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, because of that, it's like, okay, you might have a doctorate, you might have this, you might have that, blah, blah, blah. Um, but you're not better than me. You're beneath me. Yes. And like, I just had that, I just kind of had that in the back of my head for a while. Um, for like a couple of years now, you know, but I didn't treat, I didn't treat them somehow or some way. It was just in my head that like, you're not better than me. Yeah. I'm coming to this meeting and I'm going to say my piece and I'm going to get to my, make my point or, you know, using articulate my words and make complete thoughts and get my point across. And that's how I would go into these meetings. Like nobody in this room is better than me. They're all beneath me. And I like, but that's, I'm giving myself a green light in that area. And that, that could morph into something else that I could involve into something else. So I've been noticing that and it's like, okay, I better not. So I've been, I've been trying to adopt this other, this other saying where it's like, I'm not better than anybody else, but nobody's better than me. Yeah. And I think that's a better attitude to go into, especially like meetings. That's where I kind of like, sometimes I feel cornered and it's just in my head though. Yeah. You know, like I'm trying to get something, I'm trying to get something approved or whatever. Um, anyway, last one on the list. Uh, appreciate those who have supported you. Forgive those who have hurt you. Help those who need you. Business is complicated. Life is complex and leadership is difficult treat all people including yourself with love and compassion and you can't go wrong treat people the way you want to be treated and life will instantly get better for show ditto (laughs) (laughs) couldn't have said it any better myself give people the benefit of the doubt that's what i get yeah it's just like and, and, and like with me i'm always appreciative of those that loved me and supported me and when i couldn't offer anything Mm-hmm. Um, I think the harder thing for me was to forgive people that hurt me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was like the toughest thing. Um, but he also even being in a position to help those who need you. Like, I had a moment with my daughter today, and today's her eighth birthday. And I was like, "What's going on?" I was like, "What zone are you in?" Because they have these certain zones in school. Uh-huh. Blue zone, red zone, green zone, and yellow zone, and they have certain types of feelings. And she's like, "Actually, Dad, she's like, I'm not in any zone." She goes, "I'm just kind of disappointed." Hmm. And I'm like, "Why is that? What's going on?" And and she told me why she was disappointed. And I'm like, "Man, thank you for sharing that with me." I said, "Just remember, it's okay to feel disappointed, but it's important not to stay there." Yep. Um. And I told her, I'm like. Man, I'm happy. I said I would never thought I would have this conversation with you. And she's like, why? I go, because I remember on your second birthday when all I could afford was a rack of pre-made ribs for like 10 bucks at Albertsons mm-hmm. and a carrot cake. It was a single-piece carrot cake, single-piece mm-hmm. carrot cake. That's all I could afford on her birthday. And I remember, like, filling down in the dumps mm-hmm. um, to where we're at now, like, she chose what she wanted to do, chose who she wanted to invite, chose all these things, and just mm-hmm. being in a different position, you know? Yeah. But being thankful. Um, but I feel like the reason why we're there is we've never lost our dignity dignity and our character. It's treating people, whether they be 
working fast food or whether they be somebody out on the streets who's facing hard times or even somebody that's making millions of dollars, treating them the same and loving them for who they are. Mm-hmm. Not what they can offer me. True. You know, has brought us so far, like, to be able to be in a position to raise my daughter a different way than, you know, mm-hmm. most kids from the reservation. And I don't know, like, I just felt grateful today, like, to be in that position, to share with my daughter, to have, like, a little, like, a deep conversation for an eight-year-old. Yeah. But it, it was crazy because this morning, too, she, I was giving my nephews a ride to school, and they were like, what do you want to do? And she looked at my nep- my nephews, and she's like, I don't know. We're going to have to wait till tomorrow because my dad has a super busy day today. Mm. And for her to understand that, like, yeah, shows me, like, how far we've came, even working on forgiveness. Like, that's how, like, I'm trying to, like, tie all this stuff in, right? Like, you got to be appreciative on one end, but you also got to forgive on the other end so that we can operate in purity, does that make sense? Yep. Like, I wouldn't be able to parent the way that I'm called to parent if my heart wasn't pure. True. Not saying I'm perfect, but it took a lot of work to get there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lots of work. Yeah. And, um, like, even just, like, that whole baby mama piece, you know, just seeing them as human beings. You know, it's helped my parenting on my end. Yeah. You know, just, like, knowing that, this individual, you know, is part of my child's life, too. So I got to, you know, show some respect where previously I kind of gave myself the green light to be kind of somehow <laughs> with them, you know. Um, but I'm working on that audience. I'm really working on that. <laughs> yeah. But I, <clears throat> the one thing that kind of jumped out at me on that one was, you know, being kind to yourself. And as far as forgiveness, man, that's something I, you know, I have to forgive myself because, mm. I mean, as a parent, I that shit up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and that's that's all. That's something I have to live with every day. Mm-hmm. But I and I but I have to forgive myself, and that's it's hard. It it, 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 it keeps coming back. Mm-hmm. Um. But. I have to be kind to myself because um, if I'm no good to me, then I'm no good to you or to anybody else. Yeah. And, you know, the thing with forgiveness is it's not about the person you're forgiving. It's about you, the forgiver. And sometimes you have to do it every day. Sometimes you have to do it several times a day. And I Mm. keep telling myself that. I keep telling myself that. And it, Every once in a while, it rears its ugly head. Oh, and, yeah. And, and I start getting into that. Yeah. I mean, it might be, some of it might be self-pity. Some of it might be, you know, oh, poor, yeah. poor me. But a lot of it is just, I, I'm really good at attacking myself. Oh, yeah. And I think one thing that really helped me in that area was like, you know, I'm still forgiving myself today for stuff that I did. Yes. Um, but one thing that really helps me is knowing that I am forgiven. Yes. You know, that Akbaratia has forgiven me long before I even asked. So that that's always a good fallback for me as a guard. I am forgiven. God forgave me. So, man, I better continue on this road of forgiving myself. And that's really helped me out a lot. 
And as you guys were talking, I was reminded of this one thing. It's a meme. <laughs> I'm always going back to memes. But it said, uh, God, God told me to love my enemies. So I started loving myself. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, so I was just like, that was really profound to me, man. I came across that earlier this summer. I've been meaning to share it. And yeah. It must have been tonight when I was supposed to share it. Yeah, that that is profound. I, I like that. Um, I'm I'm pretty good at like I, what I was in say when you were talking. What what I was thinking of was um, you know I really don't care what other people say about me. I mean it hurts to a point, but yeah. To me, it doesn't bother me so much because there's nothing anybody can say to me about me that I haven't said worse to oh, myself. Yeah. True, true. Yeah. So yes. uh, I that that's something that I. I have to work on. I mean, I, I am working on it, but yeah. it's some. It's an ongoing thing that I have to 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 think about every day. Is like you have to let things go. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing I can do about it. I mean, there is and there isn't. Right? I can't change the past, but I can work towards a better future. Yes. And, and ah, man, sometimes I just want to, you know reach back and grab no. that garbage and carry it with me, but there's no point in it. Yeah. It's, it's pointless. It's like, if I'm climbing the mountain, why would I st- stuff my backpack with rocks? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. True that. And very, very true. I put them down and then keep climbing and then I find myself picking some more back up and then it just, <laughs> but it's, you know, it's, yeah. <clears throat> it's, it's, it's a struggle. It, it doesn't have to be a struggle. It's, it's not really so much a struggle as as it's 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 this process that I'm going through, and it's not fun sometimes, you know. It, yeah. But, but that is the process, and that's part of it. And it's just you know, that's just the way it is. And we'll get through it because I know I got a lot of support. I got a lot of um, good things going for me now, and I just have to focus on that. Word. Yep. Just keep on handling from when you wake up until you go to bed. That's all we can do, and that's enough. It's yes. enough. It's more than enough. Um, that's what I try to do every day. Um, but yeah, man, I thank you guys for bringing it, man. We got deep. We kind of got heavy there, but it's all good, man. I I, I appreciate that, and um, you guys always bring it. That's what I really appreciate about the both of you guys. It's uh, very... whatever, whatever topic it is, man, we could talk about commodity cheese, and you guys would get all philosophical on me. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Eddie, deliciousness. Yep, that was good, man. That was the that was the end of our main topic for um, treating people as human beings, part deuce. That was a good topic. Yes, it was. <laughs> hey, <laughs> la cucaracha. I don't know what that means, but <laughs> came to mind. All right, well, we'll get into our speak on it right at this time. So. Hit me with that beat. Speak on it. Speak on it, bro. On it. And that, bro. Speak on it. Speak on it. Speak on it. Hey, ha, hey. Hey, ha, hey. Yeah, yeah. Real good. You're going on the red road in that way, nephew, cousin, <laughs> uncle, dad. 
<laughs> episode 49. Episode 49. Hey, hi. One of the most sacred numbers in the culture. Skoden. Skoden. Studis. All right. In our speak on it tonight, we're going to talk about uh, the renown, the very popular FX series, Reservation Dogs. Um, let's talk about the characters first. Who's your guys' favorite character oh, from Reservation Dogs? Without a doubt, man, Willie Jack. Willie Jack. Skoden. Which one is Skoden. Willie Jack again? That said, uh, the the girl that the always girl. has the backwards hat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's cool. Yeah, she's yeah. cool. Hey, uncle. Hey, uncle. Oh, Skoden. <laughs> Skoden. I ain't scared of you. Yeah. But I, <laughs> I ain't scared of none of you. <laughs> so every time they come up with that little rivals. Yeah. I scared Skoden. So Willie Jack is Paulina Alexis. Paulina Alexis. And Willie Jack is like one of my favorite characters. Close number two is Cheese. Lane his oh, name yeah. is Lane Factor. Yeah, yeah. Um and then Bear Small Hill is uh DeFero Wunatai. And then Elora. Elora Dannon? Yeah, Laura Dannon Postoke. Anyway, Devery Jacobs. Yeah, I like Cheese and Willie Jack a lot more because they're a lot more, I don't know, to me they're more believable. Because yeah. like we grew up with people like that. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> as soon as I saw Willie Jack, man, she reminded me of some, some folks that I know. Yeah. And it was, and it was great. Cause I, I don't know. I, I, this show, for me, I've never related to any other movie, TV show, anything like that that's yeah. on, you know, popular media as much as I've related to this. Yeah. Um, but, and I, and I enjoyed it from beginning to end. I, there's just, <laughs> there's a lot of, there's a lot of good lines in there, but we can't really say them otherwise yeah. we'll, yeah. <laughs> we might lose our rating. We're already explicit. <laughs> already? Oh, well. Are we? I don't know. On a lot of our episodes, it's explicit. Why are you explicit. looking at me? No, I'm just talking. <laughs> I just happened to shift over. <laughs> That's a subconscious thing right there. I know, like F-bomb. Like, they drop the F-bomb like a lot in every episode. But, again, that's that's what you hear. You hear a lot of that. Oh, yeah, man. Some people, like, the way they talk, man, every other word is the F-word. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, or is it like on Kings of Comedy? It's a person, place, or thing. <laughs> exactly and <laughs> um but yeah i i really like this this series uh i mean i've i i like to watch uh, like I, mean, I like to watch movies. i like watching movies as much as i like music and to kind of put that into a, a perspective is like you know the the special features on DVDs, they made that for guys like me. Oh, yeah, I'll, yeah. Like, Or I'll even listen to that commentary that's running. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, just to get a little bit deeper into the story and how they made it, and it's just, I mean, man, it's just an amazing thing. So that being said, you know, I know that, it, you know, it's a comedy and it's it's using, you know, it's campy. Because what campy is just using humor <laughs> to, or it's, exa- it's, it's intentionally exaggerated. Yeah. So... So I mean that's that's part of the appeal for me. Yeah, and I think a lot of the it's very relatable because yes. like even like <clears throat> in staff meetings at my job, they talk about it. 
you know, like company meetings, like they'll talk about how, yeah, I remember when he was at IHS and stuff. And I was just in a training where they were talking about um, case management training. And they talked about that episode where that that lady was just sitting behind, like all she had to do was change a number. But then she was like being all like HIPAA and all this stuff. Yeah. And yeah. Being all rude. <laughs> it's like my mom works here. And like, <laughs> that, I mean, but oh, that's kind of like what you run into. Yeah. <laughs> I think that is though. Like there's a part, like the reason why it appeals to me so much is because of how much of it is true. Oh yeah. And if it's offending anybody, then it's probably because they're that person. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I don't think, I mean, <clears throat> I don't think it should, should be, it should offend anybody. Um, like, I mean, I've heard it said that, oh, they're going to think everybody acts like that. But I hate to say it, but there's some of us that do. I mean, I'll, I'll be yeah. the first one to say that, yeah, man, yeah, I can yeah. relate to that because I do act like that. I do talk like that. Yeah. I do, you know, joke around like that. And those are some of the things that I've seen. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah. I think they also talk like about real issues. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, things that we face daily, but also I'm happy and thankful that it's not Hollywood that's portraying us, Yeah, you know, like Native Americans, because for so long, like most people think we're the big dumb native because that's what Hollywood made us as Yeah, the stereotype, right? Yeah. But here you see, yeah, like you, you see these guys and we're normal, just like everybody else. Yeah. And, and the. And it's satirical, and I'll give you the definition of satire, which is the use of humor, irony, exaggeration, or ridicule to expose and criticize people's stupidity or vices, uh, particularly in the context of contemporary, well, it says politics, but topical issues. So in other words, you know, it's what we do every day. We use humor to kind of negate that that negativity that's around us all the time. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think that's why one 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 reason why I can really relate to it too. Yeah, and they kind of capture that dark humor, which a lot of us natives have, just because of that. You know, um, we've seen a lot of trauma. Yeah, yeah, uh, we've been through a lot of trauma, and like one of our coping mechanisms is you know we laugh about it. We laugh about stupid stuff. You're like, oh man, did you see, I almost fell off that cliff, and <laughs> oh wow, we're laughing. Oh, did you see the face that you're making? Oh, we laugh about that, and not talk about. The fact that someone almost yeah, died. Yeah, he almost died. <laughs> if I fell down, you'd probably cry, huh? Be the first one to cry. Oh, yeah. yeah something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Are, are you Be the like, one screaming the loudest. Yeah. <laughs> that, you know, that kind of reminds me of, like, say we were just walking down the street and you slipped on the ice and fell. Yeah. And my first instinct would be to laugh and then say, are you all right? Yeah. Oh, man, you all right? You all right? And then we'd help you up and then we'd start walking and then I'd say, yeah, you should have saw, you know, yeah. heard that what? noise you made when you hit the ground. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, just your legs were really way up there. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and like if I was the one that slipped and fell, like if I was okay, like I just got the wind knocked out of me while I was laying there, I'd laugh. Because so I was like, oh man, that was dumb. You know, yeah. I seen that ice, I should have went around it, you know, but yeah, that definitely is there. And like one of the things that kind of just overheard you know, I wasn't trying to eavesdrop, but I just heard it was uh, some natives talking about, well, you know, like exactly what you said there. This is how we're being portrayed. Everybody in America's watching this and they're all going to think that we're this way and blah, blah, blah. And I thought like to me that that comment was like the person was like right up against the painting, looking at the painting, not being able to see the big picture. It's like this is like a milestone to show. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, 
this is like a mainstream t- television available to the masses. It's like what's maybe next, you know, we'll get a movie that is in the theaters that, you know, portrays us even in a bigger light. Yes. You know, then we'll start getting our actors and these more and more actors, more and th- this is going to open up doors for more natives is the way I seen it. Yes. yes. And I, I, and I can just go off on that, like on so many levels on the one thing I would say is that, you know, all natives are different. You know, we're not, we can't put us into a box, right? This yeah. is just a small piece of what we see. You know, it's a certain community. A lot of natives don't even live on the reservation. Yeah. Um, but, and I say this with the utmost respect and encouragement too, is that if that's not your story, then go out and write your story and put it out there. Yeah. Yes. Right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And, that, and this should be a perfect example of the fact that we can do it. Yes. Yeah. These guys are doing it. So if, if, you, if you have a story to tell, get it out there. Yeah. Yes. Tell your version of it. Tell your, you know, if you don't live on the res, tell them your urban story. 70, 71% of natives, or Alaska natives or American Indians, live off the reservation. Yep. And and so I can see how a lot of people won't relate to it in a way. But again, rather than say okay, and the other thing I would say about that too is that seems so small minded. Oh well everybody's gonna think we all act like this. Everybody's gonna think this is how we are. But that means that A, you're worried about what other people are thinking. Yep. And B, you must think that all white people are James Bond. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Or uh, yeah, yeah. or all black people are from Wakanda. Yeah. You know, that kind of that line of thinking. Mm. Um mm. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the um I don't have a problem with it because if like was it Randy who said if it was somebody else and not natives that created this and wrote it, yeah. then I would have a problem. Like that Avatar. Yeah. Right? That's to me is cultural appropriation because when we when I see that, I see blue Indians. Yep, and that and you can try to deny that all you all you know James Cameron can try to deny that all he wants, but that's what I see, and it kind of cartoon, uh, lampoons or turns this into cartoon characters. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this, even though it's campy, even though it's supposed to be funny, even though mm-hmm. it's exaggerated, it. I can relate to it because it, they're speaking my language. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think like we're never satisfied. I think a lot of <laughs> yeah, very <laughs> like, well, you know like thing. because you think about something like Big Sky. The reason why that caused such an uproar was because you had these people from Hollywood come in and create a series on. I think it was the Fort Peck natives, or I forget who it was in Big Sky, right? So they created the show, and they never even asked permission from the tribe that they were depicting in the show. Mm. That caused them to really take a step back and try to fix the situation. Yeah. Versus something like Reservation Dogs, where all the writers and the creators and all the bigwigs on that show are Native American. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you're going to cry around when that happens, but then you're also going to cry around when you finally get an all-native cast. Yeah, yeah. Um, That Teika Waititi, I think is his name. Uh, Farrell? No, no. He's one of the producers and one of the creators of the show. 
I think he's an Islander. Yeah. But he's indigenous. He has indigenous blood. But anyway, do you ever watch uh, Jojo Rabbit? Mm-mm. No. About that. It's about this little boy, and he's. Uh, it, it's it takes place in the middle of or at the end of World War Two. But this little boy, he's a little Hitler youth, and it's this one is it's a comedy too. Yeah. And it just gives you. Know, if you watch that movie, it's really funny. It's a really good show, but. It gives you an idea of kind of how his sense of humor is because uh-huh. this little boy he's he's really into Hitler and you know against the Jews and it's it's again it's campy it's exaggerated it's yeah. funny it's got yeah. humor in it but his imaginary friend is Hitler himself and uh-huh. he, and and the guy that that white I can't Taiki Watiti I think yeah. is how you say his name but he plays Hitler in that show and you know he just acts like a clown most of the time. But that gives you an idea of kind of where his sense of humor is, and then it kind of, so, you know, um, I guess where the direction of this, how this 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 show right here that we're talking about, how it kind of comes out, that, that sense of humor. But, but I mean, I, I get it, like how we're, if you're not satisfied, again, I'll go back to this, I challenge you then to write your story. Yeah, true. and I'll support it. I mean, I might, I mean, I might not, you know, relate to it, or I might not, you know, yeah. but uh, but I'll definitely support it. And I can't just sit there and say, well, um, whatever, you know, just 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 to be negative. But because I really enjoyed this show, like I said, I've never related to anything as much as I related to this, <laughs> and I laugh so hard, like just out of the blue, they just say these most outlandish things. Yeah. Um, oh, and then the two the two little guys. What are their names? Those little rapper dudes on the bike, <laughs> Mike and Funny Bone. Yeah, <laughs> those guys are great too. Oh, and the cop, uh, Big. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see who. Let's see who. Let's see. I'll try to find them. Um, Zan. McLaren. Oh, the other one too is Gary Farmer was in there for some odd reason. I I don't know where I heard it, but I thought that he had passed on. But it was good to see him in there. Yeah. Gary I thought Farm. he passed on. All that dirt weed. Yeah, yeah. That, that guy. And uh, I remember him from <laughs> way Brownie. back. <laughs> Uncle Brownie, yeah. I remember him from way back in uh, Powell Highway. Yeah. It's Philbert. Philbert. It's good to me or something like that. And they're like, damn, this. they're talking about the potency. And yeah. like, it gets me there. <laughs> Nobody wants your 1990 yeah, dirt weed. That's yeah. It gets me. It does the job for me or something like that. He's cruising <laughs> around on that. Um. On <laughs> then he tries the new stuff and he's like, "Dang!" Like you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think uh, one of my favorite characters that Dallas go to that William Spirit yeah. Knife Man. Oh yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> and he's like, "I came over that hill real rugged." Then his horse fell on him, killed him. (laughs) You know, yeah. I mean, I bet you know somebody that you know has that same kind of personality and that same kind of uh, oh yeah, the way way he acts like that. But (laughs) I think that's what makes it funny. Yeah, because his character, like, it's kind of in a lot of his fourteen ninety one, he kind of plays that same kind of character, like the same voice and hey hey. Like yeah. he's done that in a lot of the 1491 stuff. Yeah. But I, and 1491s were cool, dude. Like that's when I first found out like Tito Ibarra and all them guys in yeah, yeah, like, yeah. 2013. Yeah. Like man, mm. all those skits and videos, man, they're fire. They are. The, my favorite one, one of my favorite ones is the uh, singing lesson. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Oh, and his He's, nephew? Yeah, his nephew. And that, it's that Tito and then Dallas go to his characters. <laughs> and Tito's singing like real contemporary. And he's like, no, you're singing wrong. 
then uh, Tito's trying to sing, and then he sticks his drumstick in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> You're singing it wrong. <laughs> yeah, you got to watch those, man. Yeah, funny. They're funny. They're on YouTube, 1491. 1491, I'll check yeah. it out too then. Yeah. One thing I will say is that I kind of didn't like the way it ended, but but yeah. but I I think they left that tension there, so hopefully they'll... Keep season going, two, yeah, or, season two, and you can resolve it. Cause, yeah, I don't know. I think like those two, like kind of those two characters, uh, Elora, Elora Dan and Bear. Yeah, kind of hard for me to believe, kind of accept, you know, because yeah. like I don't know, like they just kind of, um, I don't know. Right? It was just hard for me to kind of buy into them, you know. Yeah. So, but it, it, overall, I, I love the show. It's really good. And then when they touched on suicide, um, that was one of the big things that we talked about. Because, you know, I work in suicide prevention. We talked about that episode a lot in work, like how those red flags were going up. <clears throat> yes. You know, and because they didn't, they weren't, they weren't trained up in like QPR. They didn't notice it. You know, they were, they didn't read into it far enough. And, and it wouldn't, what's crazy is that once they started showing, um, that character, yeah, and they're in because they kept having those flashbacks, yeah, and and I could kind of see it, you know, I can yeah. kind of see like, man, this I can I they didn't really say how he, at the beginning they didn't really say how he passed on, but yeah. after they started showing his character, then I kind of you know started yeah. saying I think I know how he's well, yeah, and and then the other thing too is like how many of our children, how many of our youth have walked into something like that the way she did, yeah. And it's you know it's 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 a grim thing, but it is a reality, and, yeah. and 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 it's something that needs to be addressed. Oh yeah, like sure. we said, you know, like when we're covering it, we gotta put that topic of suicide on the table, you know, like all the time, you know, so we can just bring it up and talk about it, take the stigma of mental health out. Um, yeah, in that episode, I was kind of like, well, what's going on here? And then like I knew. Like when she went to that place where they had those spray paints and like where they kick it a lot. Yeah. She was shaking that spray paint and looking at it and I was mad. It just hit me. I was like, oh, she's going to find him. Yeah. She's going to find him. You know, and he's going to, you know, commit suicide now. So that, <clears throat> that was a really, um, that was a t- kind of a tough episode to watch. And my, some of my coworkers said that they cried. Yeah. You know, in that episode. I can um, see that. Yeah. I, I got to admit, I got a little choked up on that. No, um, but overall, I like the. I mean, everything about it was great. I was I was surprised to see uh, Bill Burr in there. He was the the coach. Yeah, the driving instructor. Oh, the yeah. white guy. Yeah, the white dude. Because <laughs> you ever watch his stand up? Yeah, he's like real bad. He's real <laughs> abrasive, dude. Is he? Yeah, he's really abrasive. And yeah, he's kind of like yeah. He takes that how like Chris Rock throws the truth in your face. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he takes it to a whole nother level. So I mean, and to see him in there, and you know, got love for the natives. All right, then I'll yeah, take yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. When he gets in that shootout there, the <laughs> he shoots that dude in the leg. <laughs> yeah, because he's trying to find his daughter. And I, I like her car too. Remember all that stuff that was in there? Yeah, it was just typical res ride, bro. Yeah, and then you always see, see those duct tape your mirror. Yeah, yeah. And then it's a Buick. You see all those old Buicks cruising around the yeah. res all the time too. <laughs> I used to have one of those. <clears throat> yeah. I used to have that same car, that Buick Regal that she's driving around. I used to drive one of those around. But anyway, 
Yeah, it's a good episode, and I'm I'm looking forward to season two probably next summer starting up. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully gets renewed for another third season. But yeah, Maybe even just a movie. Keep going, keep going, and then from and then not only that, but like, um, you know, some of our 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 younger generation, these kids that are coming up, man, they I see a lot of hope and promise for them. Yeah. I think that they'll see this and then say, "Hey, I can do that too. Yeah, I can. I can be an actor. I can be a writer. I can be a director. Yeah, exactly. Because I want to see more of that. Yep, mainstream. On, yeah. On that note, and that's why I took my kids to that Superman concert because I wanted them to see a native up there performing. Yes, you know that was the biggest reason why I took my kids to that concert because it it's. It's kind of it's a really empowering thing to see somebody who looks like you, who talks like you, mm-hmm. who comes from the same place as you, and they're up there and they're doing it. Mm-hmm. And rather than say, "Oh, well, they probably think we all act like that," or "Oh, they're exaggerating," or "Oh, it wasn't even that good," or "Oh, they think they're better than that," you know, all this negativity, all this tall poppy stuff, all this crab pot mentality, throw that out the window, and you know, support one another and say, "Hey, I may not like." The movie that you made, but I'm glad and I'm proud that you made a movie. Yes, sir. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One-liners. <laughs> They're always profound. I always He ain't even trying to preach. <laughs> no, man. I know Randy's kind of not feeling up to part tonight, but yeah. appreciate you showing up, brother. Yes. Yeah. It's uh, an honor to be here. Stay away from that pepper. Yeah, man. Oh man. Um, very good. Episode forty nine. Another good one, man. Our episodes, man. I'm loving it. You guys are bringing it every single time. The that humor, was that the, was philos- the metaphors. What do you call them? The double entendres. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> double entendre. Yeah, both you gentlemen, brother, tonight, and I appreciate it. And I can't. I'm looking forward to listening to this episode. Yes, sir. Three well, more weeks, baby. Yeah, three more weeks. Um, <clears throat> so what? If you guys are in the Billings area, November sixth is going to be our year anniversary, and that falls on a Saturday. So we're going to host a little get together. So put it on your calendar. This is our save the date, November sixth. We're going to have a little get together here at the Billings First Church. We'll have some food, and we're going to have a record a little episode. And um, please come on out. Save come the on date out, and you can be part of the. The live slash recorded audience. Yep. Yes, sir. Our, our first um, episode recorded before a live studio audience. So very go. good. And Let's the more go. the merrier. I just love to see a whole bunch of Indians in a room eating and laughing and having fun. That's what it's yep. about. Yes. Helping people. And if, you, if you're out there and you make some bomb fry bread or bomb potato salad, bring some of that. Greasy, greasy fry bread. Greasy, greasy fry bread. <laughs> <laughs> right on. <clears throat> All right. Well, with that, we'll sign off and... As always, everybody, all our listeners out there on Flat Earth, please continue to spread the unspoken words gospel. We appreciate you. We love you. Keep tuning in. And we're deuces, man. Shinnick. Later. Peace. What's up? Holler at your boy. This is your favorite Indian, JCB. Randy B, a.k.a. Pagotti. Yo, Josiah Mo Fire, a.k.a. Mo Hugs Not Drugs. Thanks for tuning in. Peace.